Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am Carol Y. Davis, your host, and I am excited and delighted that you are experiencing this worship experience with us. So as always, let us open our hearts and minds as we prepare to go into this podcast with a word of prayer. Oh God, we come thanking you in this place and in this time that you are the God who created us in love. We thank you, God, that you create us anew in love as we worship you. We thank you, God, that you redeem this world in love. We reclaim our hearts, God, as we worship you. We thank you, God, that you've moved this world towards a God-appointed end. And God, move within us as we worship you through this podcast. So God, in this place and at this time, we come, God, with our minds changed, our attitudes changed, our ways changed, our lives changed. Help us to see the wholeness of life with your eyes and to hear your word for this time. Help us to smell the fragrance of your glory and to breathe in the freshness of your Holy Spirit. Help us to reach out and touch the face of Jesus and to feel your healing touch and taste your mercy and discover you in unexpected ways, to worship you with our whole selves and to await a power and a presence that we know that you have. So God, out of this busy week of work, out of the struggles and the meaningless of the world, out of our desperate and our desires to meet you and to know you and proclaim you, God, as the center of our being, we come. Thank you for being an unmovable rock of our security. Thank you for being our refuge. Thank you for being our resting place. Thank you for being the one that we sing to. Thank you for being our help. Thank you, God, that we remember you in everything that we do. So, Lord, we honor you and we adore you for great is your mercy toward us and how great you are to us. And we honor you in everything that we do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now we will have a short testimony from a Worshipper's Heart listener. girl this is Dion. I saw your podcast in one of the podcasting groups and I just got around to finally listening to it and oh I commend you for your heart your spirit and just what your podcast embodies and the essence behind it and what it represents. I truly admire you for letting God be the foundation of your podcast because God is the foundation of everything in this world. And I myself am a Christian, so I speak of my faith pretty um, regularly on my podcast as well. And I truly believe that we are all called to be warriors for change and to use the power of our voices for good through the power of God. Um, That's what I embody um, through my podcast. And I just love that you're doing the same thing as well.
Okay, fellow worshipers, so let's talk about worship and confession. Bible study tools defines confession as an open profession of faith and acknowledgement of sins to God, our neighbor, or anyone that we've done wrong. I say to you, whoever declares openly and confesses me before men, speaking freely of me as his Lord, the Son of Man also will declare openly and confess him as one of his own before the angels of God. That's Luke 12, 8 from the Amplified. Then we have James 5, 16 from the Amplified that says to us, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is a dynamic and can have tremendous power. Tells us James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray. Not talk about, not tell others, not communicate things that aren't true, but pray for one another that ye may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. So how does confession happen or interact for us in worship? In reality, in today's society, confession isn't something we often do or we do freely. We really struggle with acknowledging or confessing our wrongdoings or doing wrong to someone else. We have become a world of selfish gain, entitlement, and being concerned about what's best for self. If we took the time to completely confess our sins, acknowledge our sins to God, confess our faith and or others, then the words of Sam Cooke, what a wonderful world this would be. See, as worshipers, confessing our sins during worship enables us to acknowledge and recognize our need for our Savior. During worship, when we confess our sins, it enables us to acknowledge and recognize our need for our Savior. We don't see confession as an avenue of connection with God. But in 1 John 1, 9 through 10, we are given a guideline of how confession strengthens our walk with God. And it tells us this, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true, to his own nature and promises and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in uniformity or conformity with his will and purpose. If we say that we have not sinned, refusing to admit acts of sins, we make him, our God, out to be a liar contradicting to him and his word is not in us. 
See, God is honored when we are open. God is honored when we are honest. God is honored when we confess our downfalls and mishap. Confession positions us to God's unconditional love. Confession enables us to ask the Holy Spirit for help and guidance. Confession strengthens our prayer life and love for each other. So why do we attend worship and not confess our sins? Honestly. We're going to talk about three areas of worship and confession. We want to explore why they are important to our lives. The first area, grace extended to us through confession. Confession liberates our connection with our creator and each other. When we sin, we are not connected to our creator. When we sin, we are not connected to our father. Sin separates us. Sin separates us from our father. Isaiah 59 two tells us, but your wickedness has separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear you. When I think of how sin keeps us from our father, the first thought I have is of Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden and they had eaten the forbidden fruit. Their sin caused them to hide from God or so they thought. Genesis 3, 8 tells us, And when they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of the day, so the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. So then how is our sin removed? The blood of our Savior Jesus Christ, who extends to us his grace, removes our sin. Grace allows us to rechannel and focus back to our first love, the love of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Grace opens our hearts to the things concerning our Father. Grace heightens our sense of need for God and destroys our self-righteousness. Grace is our hope. When we have done wrong, we need and we should confess our sins and grace extends itself to us. Confession applies to our every relationship. Confession applies to everything in our lives. And when we have done wrong, it is our confession that brings grace to heal us. Confession makes it possible for us not to be afraid for our sin to be exposed. Psalms 32.1 says, Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, favored by God, is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Second, confession brings healing and change. James 5, 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored The heartfelt and persistent prayer of the righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. When we are in a place of needing healing, it is often our words of confession that deliver and heal us. Sin can lead to physical illness, 
especially when we harbor emotional emotions eternally, especially when we don't release those things. We need to confess our wrongdoings with our mouths from our hearts and be healed. Confession restores our mind, hearts, and soul. Confession restores our minds, hearts, and soul. So we have to learn to speak out of our mouths the things that we have done wrong. Confess before God, our Father and our Savior, the things that we have done wrong so that we can be healed. Some of the physical ailments that we have are because we have harbored offenses of others, bitterness, hatred, and all those things that are not of God. And we have not confessed our wrongdoings when we are so quick to point the fingers at others. We have not confessed ourselves. Third, songs of confession. Our worship consists of songs that inspire and move us and motivate us. But let's give an insight and direction to how songs are connected with confession. So I'm just going to give a few songs and some lyrics that speak of confession. The hymn, I Lay My Sins on God. Verse 1 says, I lay my sins on Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God. He bears them all and frees us from the load. I bring my guilt to Jesus to wash my crimson stains white in his blood, most precious, till not a spot remains. Verse 2, I lay my wants on Jesus. All fullness dwells in him. He heals all my diseases. He doeth my soul redeem. I lay my griefs on Jesus, my burdens and my cares. He from them releases them all. He all my sorrow shares. Verse 3, I rest my soul on Jesus, this weary soul of mine. His right hand I embrace. I on his breast recline. I love the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, Christ the Lord. Like fragrance on the breezes, his name abroad is poured. And verse 4 tells us, I long to be like Jesus, meek, loving, lowly, mild. I long to be like Jesus, the Father's holy child. I long to be with Jesus. Amid the heavenly throne, to sing with saints his praises, to learn the angel's song. And then we have something a little more contemporary. Lord, I need you. Chris Tumbling, verse 1 says, Lord, I come, I confess. Bowing down, here I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. And then verse 2 tells us, where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Yes, you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. And the chorus says, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, Lord, how I need you. And the bridge says, uh, so teach my song to rise to you when, t- when temptation comes my way. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. 
Jesus, you're my hope and stay. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. So the three areas that we've talked about as it relates to confession and worship are grace extends to us through confession. Confession brings healing and change. And then there are songs of confession that we need to sing to ourselves and in our congregation. So in closing, I want to pray this prayer of confession over us. Gracious and loving God, hear our prayer. We know we do not always live as we should. We turn away from you, from our neighbor and from ourselves. We know we dim our light within ourselves with our pride, our self-righteousness, and our need for control. We know that you love us, that you do not abandon us, and that again and again and again you call us back to you, back to love, back to grace, back to light. Forgive us as we confess our sins. Forgive us as we lay ourselves before you. Forgive us as we talk about the things that are not pleasing unto you. Forgive us, we pray, through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And almighty and merciful God, holy and righteous, we come in your presence. We confess our sinful, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. We ask you, God, to pardon all who have truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask for your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you. So Lord, have mercy on us in your loving kindness and in your ways. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sins. Create in us a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not cast us from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. And fellow worshipers, I speak this blessing over your life. May the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. May our Lord, whose arms were spread on the cross, embrace the whole world. Help us to take up the cross and follow him. And may the love of God remain with you always. In the name of Jesus, I extend this benediction to you. Amen.